Good morning, good afternoon, or good night, wherever you may be listening in the world. Welcome to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast for episode 31, guys. This week, I'm super pumped to have guest Ash Weber on the podcast. She is a nutritional medicine student and owner of a meal prep service called Natch Nutrition over in Brisbane. Ash and I share similar journeys, both spiraling out of control in the gym scene. We were restrictively eating and overtraining causes all sorts of chaos, both mentally and physically. And Ash shares her struggles with this, as well as tips on how to get out of this scenario or even avoid it in the first place. Ash is also a massive advocate for plant-based nutrition and explains the benefits that one can see or aim to expect once taking on this lifestyle. She does this by creating wholesome, delicious masterpieces for people through her meal prep service, Natch Nutrition, as I mentioned before. Love the name, by the way, Ash. Ash aims to change the stigma associated with plant-based cooking and eating and is living proof that you can thrive from this lifestyle. So that's all from me, guys. Over to you, Ash. Ash Weber, welcome to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Stoked. Awesome to have you on board. I've been sitting here for the past 45 minutes thinking that you're running late without taking into consideration the time zone difference between Queensland and Melbourne, so I apologise for that. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. I was wondering why you were wondering where I was. <laughs> Sending you messages frantically. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> anyway, yeah, we got like, there again. Um, it is half an hour to go. <laughs> Just so eager. <laughs> Ash, I know um, from chatting with you, we have similar stories and we're trying to spread a similar message that balance is the key to longevity. And I'm stoked to get into your story and everything that that you're doing in the holistic health field. But first, I want to know where did it all begin for you and what was life like growing up for Ash Weber? Yeah, so um, growing up, I was born in central North Queensland um, in a little mining town called Mount Isa. It's not really little anymore. But um, yeah, so I was born there. So my upbringing was very um, country. It wasn't necessarily that I grew up on a farm or around a lot of animals. It was just that the town that we were in was very country. Um, So, yeah, growing up, I, you know, played a lot of sport, um, every sport under the sun. A little athletics and soccer were my main ones. Um, But, yeah, we moved to the city, to Brisbane, when I was, um, I think I was six or seven. Um, So, really, my young young life and my young adult life and my life now has been in Brisbane. Um, but yeah. Awesome. And how did you, how did you cope moving from country to city? Do you remember much of that? Um, (laughs) I don't remember a lot of it. All I remember is the car drive was absolutely horrendous. (laughs) And I had my little Walkman, I had my Walkman on and I was singing really loud in the car and my brother was telling me to shut up. So yeah, that was fun. (laughs) Are we there yet? (laughs) I reckon a yeah, few of those are around. Yeah, Dad, I've had enough. <laughs> Classic. And you mentioned the sports and stuff you were playing, so you're quite active as a as a kid. What sort of hobbies were you interested in, and what what did you fill your spare time with? Um, I did a lot of drawing and colouring in and stuff, actually, but um, mainly 
were, it, I was just outside all the time, like playing with myself, just with myself and the natural environment. I was always outside doing something. Yeah, awesome. I think that's where a lot of the younger generation are getting so disconnected from nature and outdoors at the moment with the introduction of, of all these smart devices that are getting them glued to technology. So it's good to see that going back to your roots, it was all outdoors. And I think it definitely played a part in developing what you've gone on to accomplish in, in the future. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. I, I still cringe to this day when I'm out at a restaurant and you know, the kids are, or even, you know, out at a, a soccer game and the kids on the sideline aren't kicking the ball around there on their iPads. And I understand that that's the world we live in, but yeah, uh, it, me just engaging with my natural environment when I was younger definitely, definitely um, has contributed to what I do now, for sure. Yeah, awesome, Ash. And what was your nutrition like as a kid? What, what was featuring on your plate? Yeah, so I, um, a pretty standard, you know, standard Australian, standard American diet where it was meat and three veg or meat and salad. We had a lot of, um, you know, meat was just the main focus of each meal and whatever we had with it was, you know, the side. So it was a lot of like steak and salad, chicken and salad um, or a curry with meat in it or chicken or whatever it was, um, spaghetti bolognese. Um, Breakfast was honestly either a couple of pieces of toast or some cereal. It was just very standard. Um, my dad was actually a really good cook. So all of the stuff we had was really good. Um, it was really delicious. But, um, yeah, that was probably where what my diet looked like when I was really young. And then when I got to high school, you know, I started packing my own lunch and we'd just take a box of shapes to school. So that was fun. <laughs> you know absolutely not okay but um yeah so I started eating just you know a lot of snacky stuff and a lot of really easy quick stuff um and then going home and having a, a decent dinner or a decent meal so yeah definitely meat and three veg was standard yeah awesome I can definitely relate and I think a lot of the Australian population can relate to that the I heard a I was actually recording a podcast the other day with a with a fella who said, who referred to the standard Australian diet as a sad diet. And that made me chuckle a little bit knowing what I know now. <laughs> that um, is so, so true. Yeah, definitely. Ash, did you ever stop to think where the food on your plate came from at that age? Or was it just really whatever was on your plate you were consuming? Yeah, no, not at all. You know, my, my dad, especially, he, he's very country and he, you know, meat, you know, is very important to him. And it was more so even back then. And I sort of just followed my dad around and just did what my dad did. So I, I thought it was great. All the food that I was getting, like, I just thought it was great. I never thought where it came from. Um, yeah, no second thoughts whatsoever. Yeah, awesome. And fasting forward through your school life, what was the, the plan post-school for you or during school? What did you want to be when you, when you grew up? <laughs> oh God, honestly, it changed so much so often. I was super indecisive. I was one of those kids that was, um, you know, not to be 
silly about it, but I was pretty good at a lot of things. So I actually didn't have really any definitive idea of what I wanted to do or be. Um, I had played sport my entire life. I was really into all of that. So I thought, right, it's got to be something to do with, you know, health. It's got to be something to do with fitness. It's got to be something to do with sport. And I actually went into, um, I got really good grades through school. So I actually went into an interview with one of the teachers and she, I told her what I wanted to be. And that was a high school HPE teacher. I wanted to teach sport to kids. And, um, she told me to aim higher. She's like, no, I don't think you should do that. And I said, oh, okay. Um, so I aimed higher and I went and started a Bachelor of Exercise and Sports Science straight out of school. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. And how did, you, how did you respond to that sort of feedback from your teacher telling you to aim higher? Did you, did you think it was a dig at you or did you know that she had your best interests at heart? Um, I think at the time I thought it was a bit of a kick in the guts, to be honest. But looking back, I think it definitely has helped to shape, you know, the drive and the ambition that I have today. Like I am just guns blazing nowadays. I, you know, my ambition is ridiculous. And I think that's really contributed because I want now to aim higher always. Um, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I can... 100% 100% tell that just by the chat we had before the podcast talking about everything that's going on in your life and, and how you're struggling to find time to balance everything. But it's exciting times, definitely. Yeah. Awesome, Ash. And what was next after that? So you, you went through a degree in, was it sports science or exercise science? Yeah, so it was called um, exercise and sports science. Perfect. So um, to be honest, I lasted two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love I, um, the yeah. yeah, it wasn't my cup of tea. I um, I just honestly, even to this day, think it's absolutely um, a little bit ridiculous and astounding that kids at the age of 15 have to choose, you know, have to make such huge decisions about their life at, you know, 14, 15. So I decided, no, like that's not what I want to do. I don't want to be at university. I want to you know, experience the world in a different way. Um, so I asked my parents if it was, well, I didn't ask them. I just sort of told them that that's what I, how I felt. And they've always been very, very supportive of everything that I've wanted to do. And they were like, that's fine, but we'll get, you need to get a job. And so my mum actually worked in real estate. She still does. She's been in real estate for nearly 20 years. Um, and I just started working in real estate in the office as a little office girl. Also completely not my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And, and what was next after the real estate? How long did you, did you stay, stay doing that for? Um, I did that for about three years on and off. And then um, I decided to move to New South Wales, to the Central Coast on the beach. It was absolutely amazing. I loved every minute of it. And that's where my, you know, I sort of was through the real estate career, like that was all, um, my interest in health and nutrition was definitely growing. It was there. It was really prevalent. Um, but it wasn't until I moved to the central coast where I was actually able to do what I've always wanted to do with my life, which I realized. And that was work in a kitchen and cook because cooking is literally my favorite thing to do ever. I, I absolutely love it. 
it's pretty evident by what you're doing at natural nutrition, which we're going to get into later on. Just quickly, Ash, why do you think that moving to New South Wales encouraged you to sort of find your, your passion sooner? Was it being surrounded by like-minded people or people that are so health conscious over in, in New South Wales? What would you say there? Um, I don't know about a, like an increase in health consciousness, but I think the fact that I was, it was a small, it was a smaller town. So I was able to get opportunities that in a big city I wouldn't have been given. So to like just get a job in a cafe quickly that was serving delicious, nutritious food um, and be able to work in the kitchen as well. Like usually you can get a, a waitressing job or a, you know, learn how to make coffee, but to get a job in a kitchen as a kitchen hand and then work your way up, um, it's pretty rare. Like you've really got to try hard, but I think that the fact that it was a small town really helped. Yeah. Awesome. And you mentioned that that sort of started your passion for cooking and really made it a reality. What was the antagonist for you transitioning your lifestyle into a plant-based lifestyle and how long after moving to New South Wales did that sort of come into your life? Yeah. So I actually transitioned like well before I um, moved. Um, so yeah, it was probably six months before I moved there. And obviously that was the catalyst for, um, wanting to move there and, you know, work in a cafe and all that sort of stuff. So I guess my plant-based journey and the whole transition, um, occurred probably, Oh God, when was it? It was about three years ago now. Um, and it honestly, if I'm being totally, it, it occurred because I was extremely hungover for probably six months. I just would drink in excess every weekend and every Sunday I would lay in my bed and watch Netflix and feel super sorry for myself and have to get enough strength to get up on a Monday and do my, you know, my regular gym gym workouts that I did from a Monday to a Friday and eat my food that I ate for the last eight months, Monday to Friday, you know, that gym diet, gym culture. Um, yeah. So I was just super, super hungover all the time and I'm in my bed, I'm watching Netflix and I've come across the documentary, what the health. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. I love food. Like let's, this is really interesting to me. I watched that with my jaw on the floor the entire time and literally when that documentary finished I got out of my, my covers under out of my doona I walked out to my mum and I said I'm vegan or I'm plant-based and she just looked at me and was like what are you on about and from that point on cold turkey I just my my, my mind was open was my eyes were opened I couldn't I, I just couldn't go back and that's my personality I don't have an addictive personality so and I'm very decisive and definitive with things and once I decide to do something it's rare that I'll change my mind I'm very motivated so yeah cold turkey yeah Here awesome. I, am. <laughs> I love it and you haven't looked back since and it's amazing how influential those documentaries can be and and how much of a like a large scale it gets to people when even like they just come across it by accident but now obviously there's more education around it and and they're definitely making a big difference so it's good to see that that in actual practice yeah they i feel like they saved my life and that's like how i genuinely feel about those documentaries there's so many there's 
you know, what the health, uh, food matters is another really good one, cowspiracy, um, any of those. Uh, Forks over knives was a really good one as well. And then there's a new one that I just recently watched that just cemented my, just reaffirmed my belief and my ethical values towards all of this. Um, and that's Dominion. And it's just basically a documentary about each species of animal that we consume as Australians and how that actually gets to our plate. Yeah, well, I've heard some amazing things about Dominion. I haven't personally seen it myself. I, I sort of can't stomach the fact of, of watching it. Um, that's my reasons. But definitely the other documentaries I've seen and what the health is up there in, in a, uh, a resource that I use that helped me transition as well. And Ash, you mentioned before, I just want to backtrack into the gym culture. I know that's something that we both have chatted about and how toxic it can be. And you don't realize until you take a step back and, and really realize what, what it can do to someone. So would you mind sharing a little bit about what your gym culture and what that sort of looked like for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I went to Europe early 2015 or early, I think it was 2015. I went to Europe for four, five weeks. And um, when I came back, I was just absolutely miserable. I'd drunk every day. I ate crappy food um, and I was just feeling really horrible. So my friend, um, she just sort of went to the gym just for endorphins. She didn't go to look, go there to look a certain way, but she was like, Hey, why don't you come along? Like we'll just walk on the treadmill together. And, you know, I'd always been really sporty and fit and all of that anyway. So I said, yeah, I'll give it a go. First time I've ever been to a gym. So I was, you know, 19, 20 before I stepped inside to inside a gym for the first time. So um, I decided to go along with her and yeah, I just loved the vibe of that specific gym. It was quite small. Um, I became really good friends with everybody there. And because of my type A personality, I started training and I started getting ideas from everybody and looking at what they were doing and really loving how I was feeling. I saw changes to my body, not that I was ever like big or um, overweight or anything like that. Um, but I started really feeling increased energy and all of that sort of stuff. And then obviously I was becoming more um, interested in my food and how that was going to contribute to my ability to perform in the gym the way that I wanted. So I then started, um, you know, researching every, all, everywhere that I could about what I should be eating. And I settled on what seems to me now is the most boring thing in the world, <laughs> the most boring diet in the world. Um, I settled on breakfast was, you know, a quarter of a cup of oats and a bit of banana and maybe some almonds. And then for morning tea was um, a Chobani yogurt, Greek yogurt, tub of that. And then lunch was, and I, I can literally recite this to you because I ate this for eight months and I ate nothing else other than one cheat day on the weekend. And mm -hmm. then... <laughs> Um, lunch was turkey mince with Moroccan seasoning on it um, and then some sweet potato, some broccoli and some brown rice and then lemon squeezed all over it. And then my afternoon tea was an apple, a green apple to be specific. <laughs> and then my dinner was uh, generally, God, what did I have for dinner? Something very similar to my lunch. So I literally ate the exact same thing every day and I, I ended up even eating those meals at exactly the same time 
And what really helped me to do that, which is like not a great thing, but I was working in an office. So I was time watching all day and, oh, it's 10.30, better have my yogurt. Oh, 12, time for lunch, 3.30, time for this, you know. And so it just got to the point where I, and I, I would let myself go on the weekend one day of the week, um, but it was absolutely no life to live. There was no balance. I just developed a really unhealthy relationship with food. It was obsessive. It it literally took over my life. So, um, and I was training in the gym every morning, you know, Monday to, to, to Friday. Sometimes I'd go in to do a run on a Saturday. So, um, yeah, I absolutely no variety, no diversity, but I ended up having such a bad relationship with food. It was crazy. I just couldn't see what I was doing. Definitely. And I can personally relate with you there, Ash. I was in a similar vicious cycle to you except worse, like I was eating little to no calories throughout the day and still trying to train. And I thought that, you know, feeling tired was, oh, you got to push through it. This is the grind, which is exactly the opposite of what it should be. You should be feeling energized from the food you're eating and you should be able to have enough energy to get through your sessions and it shouldn't be a constant grind. And I'm glad that we can have this conversation and just relate back to the things that so many people are in this vicious cycle too and that they don't realize until you step out of it. So what was... The, the awakening call for you, was it that documentary, uh, What the Health, that sort of woke everything up for you? Yeah, definitely that was a, a major contributor. But honestly, what really sort of started to get me thinking was, you know, I'd been eating this way for, for eight months. I hadn't changed any aspect of my diet for that long other than, you know, a, a couple of differences. And your body gets used to what you're eating. Um, you can't just feed your body the exact same thing in the exact same portions every single day and expect your body to react exactly the way you want. Like you can't expect to continue to tone up. You can't expect to continue to have energy from that food because there's no diversity. So that was probably my, my first, oh my God, what's going on? Because I then started retaining a lot of water. Uh, my muscles would be... Um, I just felt that my muscles were quite bloated and sort of watery. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, and I just couldn't understand why because I was doing the same thing that I'd been doing for, you know, the past seven months. Like I was just confused. Um, and then I started drinking a lot more. And, yeah, and then that's when it got to the point where I was just, you know, drinking a lot and then I found the the documentary. So, um, you know, and it's 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 so, so sad that, the way you look is so important to people because I totally get it. It is so fulfilling to look at yourself in the mirror or just walk out onto the street and just feel really proud of the way that you look and, you know, but working yourself to the bone to get there and depriving yourself and being restrictive and becoming obsessive and, you know, not having any connections with anyone, no family, no friends, because you're just so obsessed with your routine it is so unhealthy. It's no life to live. It's absolutely no life to live. Definitely. And you, you hit the nail on the head there, Ash. It is definitely no way to live. That's for sure. And the problem these days is so much conflicting evidence out there and, and all these new studies that are coming out to say that this is good for you and this is bad for you. How can the consumer keep up? It, it's shocking. And all these new exercises to say that this burns belly fat and this does that and this does that. Where do you even yeah. begin 
And one, one of the biggest things that really gets me because I used to do it is the, 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 the counting, the numbers, the macros and like specific to you and your body and the numbers and all of this stuff. Like your body is not like you want, the human organism is not a machine. It doesn't, it's not synonymous with numbers. It is not a machine that you can, you know, input all the data in and then output what exactly what you want. You know, you, everyone is so, so different and numbers just are not relevant when it comes to health. Definitely. There are so many different measuring, measuring scales out there to calculate how many, how much carbs you need, how much protein you need, how much fats you need. And they're all different numbers. So they give you a different result, which is, which is stupid. It, 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 it is so stupid. And it's no wonder people are confused. Like no wonder. Another thing that I always think as well is there's so many people that are just so confused and so obsessed with, you know, how to lose weight or how to feel better. But when they're thinking about that with regards to their nutrition and their training, they never actually seek professional help. They go to the internet or they go to the next best thing that they think is going to help them, but it never, ever does. You know, when you've got a sore tooth, you go to the dentist. When you've got a flu or a cold, you go to the doctor. So why when you are having problems with your food or you're just really confused about what to eat and like why it's not working, why would you not go and see a nutritionist? 100%. 100%. I couldn't agree more, Ash, hitting the nail on the head. And just backtracking a little bit to the counting calories, what sort of impact did that have on your life looking back now? Can you put that into layman's terms for the listeners at home? Yeah. Um, the impact that it has had was I was so obsessed with the counting and the making sure that what I was putting into my body was exactly right, that it affected relationships. Um, it affected, you know, relationships with partners, with especially with partners, with um, with family, because uh, I would I wouldn't sit down to a meal with them and eat what they would would serve me because it just it, it wouldn't fit in what I my numbers, um, and yeah, with my friends, and so I think the impact on relationships was definitely the biggest hit for me. Um, I think people don't place it place enough importance on. Um, community and a sense of belonging and just feeling like you've got fulfillment in relationships. Yeah. Awesome. Ash nail on the head there. And I know that the relationship one was definitely a turning factor for me too. I was, I remember clearly I was out there weighing cucumber. I was chopping up cucumber and carrots for my meals the next day. And, and my partner grabbed a piece of cucumber off the container that I just weighed and I absolutely lost my shit. And then (laughs) She looks at me and she's like, whoa, like it's cucumber. It's 90% water. And I'm like, I had no argument. And I'm like, from there I had to stop. And that was, that was a big, big change for me. Like I laugh about it now, but to think about how destructive those sort of diets can be is, is crazy. Yeah. That is you, you are me. You were me. I was you. Like I'm so obsessed with it. Like, it, it was insane. And looking back, you know, you look back and you're like, I, like, how could you ever do that? That's actually so silly. So, so silly. But you just get so, you just can't see the bigger picture. You can't. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. And I do think 
calorie counting isn't all doom and gloom. I think that it does serve a purpose, particularly if you're an athlete trying to get the competitive edge over someone. I think it definitely serves a purpose there, only in short windows, though, so you can understand the caloric value of food and how much a tablespoon of value, uh, tablespoon of peanut butter looks like, for example, and know how to base your meals that way rather than sit there logging or taking photos of the barcode so it logs into my fitness pie. I think that's restrictive. And when you get to that point, that becomes very damaging and, and not great long-term. But I think it does serve a purpose short-term. What are your opinions on that, Ash? Yeah, I totally have to agree. As much as I do harp on about the fact that counting calories, um, you know, isn't beneficial. I, I totally agree that there are times where it is. And, you know, it is, it really all, all boils down to if you don't burn more calories than you're putting into your body, no matter if you're eating plant-based or you're eating, you know, ketogenic or you're eating whatever, you know, you're still not going to see the results that you want to see. And I think definitely for athletes, um, it's super important and you know for athletes for people wanting to lose weight but i think just for the general person there needs to be a way to show people as you've said in a visual sense what it all looks like in in a visual as opposed to you know the numbers whatever happened do you remember back in early high school days where you'd be learning about nutrition in health class and they'd tell you that this looks like a fist portion of rice or a thumb of tablespoon, what happened to the days where a thumb of tablespoon, a thumb full of peanut butter, something like that. What happened to the days where we'd use the resources around us to judge the the food that we're consuming? I think if we, if you really are obsessed with it and you, you can't live without counting calories, take a step back and use the resources that you have available, like teaspoons or, or fist sizes or anything like that. And then eventually wean off and start listening to your body. And I know we're going to dive into intuition later, but but yeah, what's, what's your take on that, Ash? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, if you're trying to, you know, cut it down or you're trying to not cut it down, but if you're trying to um, remove yourself from that sort of thinking, um, definitely going back to old school, um, what we learned in, but even, even so, like even when you say like what we learned in health class, I still don't think that I learned what I needed, like the real crux of what I needed to know um, in, in regards to nutrition, I don't believe I learned that in school. And I think there's a real gap there. There's a real, um, need for better education around it. Um, cause I even did health education in, in, as a subject in high school. And we absolutely did not learn about how to feed our bodies and nourish our bodies properly. Definitely. I a hundred percent agree with you. And I think it all comes down to, to higher powers designing the course and, and trying to fit mm -hmm the most important, the most relevant things in the guidelines, but I think it's all, all completely wrong. Totally. Awesome. Now we've just addressed all these issues that are, that are in the gym scene. And I know some people might be nodding their head at home and thinking, Oh, wow, that's me at the moment. What a, how can we change the stigma around this Ash? What's your solution? Honestly, Slow and steady wins the race, in my opinion. Um, and not to be, a, I am a huge advocate, advocate for the plant-based lifestyle, but I honestly think that that's the solution. Um, I don't force it on anyone. We don't push it on anyone, but it literally saved me and 
you know, took the chains off me that I had when I was restricting and obsessing and, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, when I started finding out about the, the plant-based lifestyle, it opened up my eyes and it really made me understand that, you know, I can have a whole plate of pasta and not turn into a fat bastard from Austin Powers. <laughs> like all, your whole mindset changes once you, once yeah. you start adopting this lifestyle. And just quickly, Ash, what is balance to you? Balance to me isn't just relevant to food. Um, balance to me is, um, you know, obviously having all of your food balance, but balance is having fulfillment in all aspects of your life. So fulfillment in your career in some capacity, fulfillment in your relationships that you have with people. I believe that community, so like your relationships are a little bit different to community. So relationships are quite individual with a, with an, another individual, but your community. So feeling a sense of belonging to something. So whether that be a gym, a team, um, a, a group of some sort, anything. Um, and also your spirituality, connecting to, you know, yourself again and being mindful and self-aware and practicing self-reflection often. Like I think it's a balance of, and self-care, it's a balance of all of those things. Um, balance for me nowadays as well as all of those and finding, you know, fulfillment in all of those areas is definitely, um, I think my discipline is telling myself when to stop. Um, I don't, I don't do that. I, if if I could keep going forever and never stop and just be busy all the time, be, you know, cooking and exercising and running around and meeting people. And if I could just be on all the time, I would. Wow. Nail on the head, Ash. And it's, it's so great to hear the different opinions of what balance is to, to a lot of people. And I know from asking various people on the podcast, it all ties back to one thing and that's a holistic view of everything. So it's not just balance with what you're eating. It's not calories in versus calories out. It's putting your whole lifestyle in perspective and really trying to develop what balance is to you because it does differ for everyone. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Awesome, Ashton. I know we touched on some resources before for people that are wanting to transition into a plant-based diet, but what are some resources, again, that people can go to, Instagram pages, documentaries, podcasts, you name it? Yeah, so definitely all of the, I think the first thing people should do, just because it's so informative, it's so easy to do, um, is go and watch those documentaries. Um, So, you know, all of the ones that are listed before, they, they are all amazing for just waking you up a little bit um then in conjunction with that i'd probably go with um if i'm talking about personal experience i actually went a lot to youtube and yeah you've got to filter through a lot of um because it's obviously user generated content so it's not not all of it is backed by science or not all of it is backed by holism as a as a perspective so um you do have to filter through that Um, But YouTube was a great resource for me in learning how to cook vegan food on a budget, um, learning how to, you know, be plant-based. You know, it made made plant-based eating and living easier. Um, Another resource for me was definitely Instagram. And I actually go for hashtags as opposed to people's pages specifically. Um, So I'll go to the discovery section and 
type in a hashtag that I'm interested in. So, you know, plant-based lifestyle, plant-based or plant-powered or something like that. And there is so much stuff on there um, that can help you. But it's just a matter of wanting wanting more, like wanting, wanting to actually translate that to your life. Amazing, Ash. And just on that discovery section of Instagram, once I found that, my whole like meal repertoire changed instantly. <laughs> I found this abundance of different options that I could be cooking with. So it's definitely a great resource for you guys. I want to know, Ash, we spoke about what was it like, what it was like for you living a restrictive lifestyle and being completely addicted to the gym and your nutrition for lack of a better term. I want to know your process from that to what you are now doing, which is a whole foods plant-based diet with balance based on the definition that you gave us before. So what was the process like for you? Yeah. So the process was definitely, it was pretty overnight, to be honest. I just dived straight into research. I dove straight into, I also also read a lot of books. That's another really good resource. Um, But yeah, I just dove straight in and then I took everything I could from that and translated it into what I was eating. And I just started feeling so freaking amazing. I felt so much energy. I had, you know, my, uh, the whites of my eyes were brighter. My, my skin was brighter. I had vitality as opposed to just energy from, you know, a sugar high. Like I had genuine sustained, you know, mood. I was just so, so happy. So, um, the transition was, you know, pretty easy after that, to be honest. And now looking back on the journey that I've had the past three years, there's definitely been, you know, ebbs and flows of restricting and, you know, letting yourself go a little bit more and eating, you know, a little bit of unhealthy plant-based foods, but um, now definitely sticking and have always maintained that it's a whole food plant-based diet. And I actually really hate that word diet. Like I really don't like that word. (laughs) I think there's a lot of anxiety that can come from that word for a lot of people. And, it just seems like another fad or another thing. Um, eating plant-based is a lifestyle. And, you know, they probably people have probably heard that before, but it genuinely is because it actually frees you up to be the person that you can for other people because you're not sitting there constantly worried about how food is affecting the way you look or how many calories your cucumber has. So... Yeah, once you once you start, um, honestly, you just you feel so good that you just you just keep doing that. You keep reading, you keep researching, you keep adding, and you it's euphoric to be honest. And there you go, euphoria. <laughs> nice little pun. Thanks for the plug there, Ash. Appreciate that. <laughs> I I couldn't agree with you more. And I listening to a, another resource which is the plant proof podcast for anyone that is wanting to to transition into a plant-based diet simon shares the cold hard facts about plant-based nutrition and why it's beneficial for not only our health but the environment as well and he keeps referring to health as a spectrum and i feel like everybody's on a different stage of that spectrum and and we're always trying to reach that ultimate goal of optimal health aren't we so if we can all fit in on that spectrum and then slowly walk to work towards that main goal together i think we'll be a lot happier healthier individuals yeah i uh, definitely 
that's I, I've, I've listened to Simon actually only recently. I was never a massive podcast girl. I definitely am now um, more so, but you know, listening to him and who he interviews and speaks to, he has got it going on. Like he knows what he's talking about. So that's a really great resource for people that are just wanting to know more. Yeah, definitely. And I will have the link to that podcast in the show notes for anyone that is, is wanting to find out more. Also just to add in here, I'm sure Ash will be more than happy to connect with people who are going through a similar journey. And I'm more than happy to chat for days about this topic. Both me and Ash are so passionate about nutrition and balance, and we'd love to help as many people as possible. So if you, if you've got a question to ask either of us, just shoot us a message on Instagram, Facebook, email, and, um, and we'll help the best we can, I guess. Definitely. I'd love to, as, as you said, I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours, and I love talking about it. I think there's the difference. Um, you can have a lot of knowledge and like talking about it, but it's, it's when you're actually passionate about it that you will do whatever you can to help just one person. Amazing. Great way to wrap that little segment <laughs> up there. Ash. Just before we move on to the next journey in your life, which I know we spoke about before and we're currently studying at the same university, but what was your training performance like once you transitioned to a, to a plan-based lifestyle? Oh my gosh tenfold I was just absolutely killing it in the gym I had so much energy and I could not fathom that like I would finish a workout and still have energy I was very confused because as you said it was a grind when I was eating you know the gym diet culture like eating all of that like that it was a grind to finish a workout and I'd finish and I'd be tired and you know satisfied with my efforts but when I went plant-based my, like it is just so much easier to complete a workout and then post-workout your recovery is exponential you are you recover so much quicker um it, you're feeding your body what it needs right what it, what its preferred source of fuel is so recovery was just so so quick yeah, my next question was about your recovery. So I'm glad that you you touched on that. And personally, my recovery and training performance were just shot through the roof when I transitioned to this lifestyle. And nail on the head before when you said it was a grind, it literally was a grind getting through the session. I remember the last sort of 30, 15, 30 minutes of the workout was like literally hands on knees, bent over, contemplating whether to go home or not whereas now it's it's still that that same feeling but you and the recovery time is so much better that the hands on the knees feeling last 30 seconds and then you're like bang we're good to go again yeah yeah last 30 seconds instead of you know 30 hours like yes. you can actually you're ready to go again you um yeah recovery is also just next level Awesome. Out with the bro, side, bro science diet, in with the plant-based lifestyle, I reckon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Preach. All right, Ash. On to the next amazing thing that you're doing at the moment. You're currently studying a Bachelor in Health Science, majoring in nutritional medicine. What sparked the interest to, to go and study further in this field? Yeah, I am. Honestly, I am loving every second of it. I can't get enough of it. Um, what sparked my interest was probably, obviously, you know, the transition to a plant-based lifestyle is huge, but I've always had an interest in health and the way the human body works and 
why one person can do something and it will have a completely different effect on their body to someone else that does that. It's just so interesting to me. Um, the human organism is just remarkable and the things that it can do and you know the more that i'm learning about it on a cellular level on a you know atomical level it's it it blows my mind and so um yeah that interest in the human body and even in school i did biology and, and i was always way more interested in biology than you know any other class i was doing other than sport and pe obviously um i just love the human body and if i can help someone um, feel as good as I feel through my knowledge of the human body. Yeah, like I've done my job. I'm satisfied. Amazing answer. And just for the listeners that don't know what nutritional medicine is, can you sort of define that for us? Yeah, so nutritional medicine is um, where I study um, nutritional medicine. It's more of a um, holistic, alternative, natural form of medicine. Um, but the whole premise behind it is, you know, your food is medicine. So your nutrition is your medicine. You're not your pharmaceuticals, um, and not any of that stuff. It's could that does have a place, but, um, using food to heal basically. Amazing. Summed it up perfectly. And just to go along with your definition there, I can't remember the last time that I was sick with a cold or, or a flu basically since turning plant-based. Can you remember that either? Yeah, literally everyone is always asking me how I do what I do day to day because I'm so busy and I literally tell them, I'm like, it's what I'm eating and I'm never sick. And if I do get a sniffly nose, it's for three hours or max 24 hours. I, it, yeah, I, I, don't, I can't even remember the last time I was bedridden. It just hasn't happened. Yeah, amazing. And it comes down to exactly what you said before, that, that food is medicine. And if we can fuel our bodies with the food that it really needs to thrive, then there's no reason why we do get sick. Yeah, awesome. yeah, totally. What are your plans with this degree when you finish, Ash? I know you've still got how many years left, sorry? Uh, it'll be two and a bit. Two and a bit years left. So what's the plan after that finishes? No, oh, honestly, the sky's really the limit. And when I first began the degree, I didn't want to put sort of like a really definitive tunnel vision goal or um, any restrictions on what I could do with it. Not restrictions, but yeah, I didn't want to have tunnel vision. I didn't want to just have one um, main end goal. So I actually don't know where I want it to take me. But the one thing that I do know that I do tell people um, is that I have always, always, always wanted to own my own business. Um, and I do have my own side business at the moment, which I am so, so passionate about. I love it. But um, I've always wanted to work for myself. And I have always wanted also to not have my work dictate where I live. So I love travel. I absolutely thrive and I get so much fulfillment out of travel. I think you personally, you grow so much when you go and visit other countries. Um, so if I can travel and work from my laptop or work from anywhere in the world, that's ultimately, um, that, that's my ultimate goal before I have children for sure. Amazing. And that's a fantastic segue into the amazing things you're doing with Nat, Natch Nutrition. So take us through that, Ash. What, what is Natch Nutrition and, and how did it begin? 
Yeah, so Natural Nutrition is basically my little passion project and your get out of jail free card. So my whole premise around it is letting getting people to put their diet on autopilot. And I know I'm just like rattling off a whole bunch of little slogans at you, but it genuinely is that. So Natural Nutrition was born out of, you know, my love for cooking. I've cooked ever since I was little from, you know, from school holidays, pretending to be on a cooking show in my dad's kitchen and cooking all of his food and, you know, cooking pretty average things, but <laughs> pretending I was on a cooking show. And, you know, my nan was a huge influence to my cooking growing up. She bought me all of the, the whole kit and caboodle, all of the pots, the pans, the you know, measuring cups, everything. She bought me all of that one Christmas and she was a huge cook as well. Um, and so that whole love for cooking that I've had throughout my whole life I, it was always sort of under my nose. I, you know, I worked in kitchens. I loved doing that. I loved giving people food and seeing the reactions that they had. And, um, but it was never something that I thought I could, you know, really make into anything. And um, when I started, when I was living on the Central Coast, I thought of um, opening up my own cafe eventually one day. And I wrote down Natch Health Bar in my um, sticky notes of my MacBook. And to this day, it's still on that sticky note on my MacBook. And I don't know why or how I thought of it, but it's basically Natchez short for natural. And, you know, Aussie, we shorten everything. <laughs> so <laughs> or adding I, um, onto anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to use that for. And then, you know, doing this degree and you know, being back in Brisbane and a lot more comfortable with where my life's at. And I just decided, you know what, I could probably like, like, like I'm pretty good at this. Like I'm a pretty good cook. I could probably do something with this. And then nothing actually happened. I, um, I would cook really, really yummy stuff for myself and I would take it into work with me um, here in Brisbane. And a couple of the guys at work one day were just like, was one in particular was like, oh God, like, can't you make something, some of that for us? And I was like, yeah, I probably could. I could probably, they're like, oh, you just always have your meal prep and it's all done and everything's ready. And I said, yeah, like, cause it's so easy for me. And I said, I can do it for you. And then I started doing it for them. I started doing it for specifically one of the guys at work um, and he was loving it. And then one day I just decided to post about it on Instagram and take videos of my silly videos of myself cooking. And from there, it's just gone from there. And then it developed into natural nutrition, which is now a um, plant-based meal prep service. And so I do three to seven day plant-based meal preps for people, but it's completely customized to them and what they want to eat. So it's not, you go onto a website and you click, I'm going to have chicken pasta or I'm going to have this on Monday, this on Tuesday. It's not like that. Um, it's totally customized. So once someone expresses any interest in it, I, um, I'll ask them a bunch of health lifestyle questions, you know, what their days are like. If you don't like eating big lunches, I'm not going to cook you a big lunch. Or if you don't like eating rice at lunch, I'm not going to give you rice at lunch. So it's really nice. And that's the feedback that I'm getting is that people really love that I can talk to them about what's going on also food intolerances and you know whether they've got gut issues and things like that obviously i'm not a certified health professional just yet but i do know a lot about it from my own research and you know through the degree so 
I just help them and, and give them what they want to eat. So it ends up being a totally customised meal plan um, that's cooked and ready for you on Sunday. That's honestly amazing, Ash. And I love how you're taking a personalised approach to everything because, again, steering away from that gym culture and bro science mentality, there's not a one-size-fits-all and there's not a one meal that's going to make you achieve your fitness goals any faster. So I love how you're personalizing it towards people's food preferences, intolerances, what they, what they like eating and when they like eating it. It's just fantastic. And I think we need more, more of these plant-based meal prep services out there in the future. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, it's a, it's a little thing that I do on the side at the moment. Um, but if honestly, like I get the utmost satisfaction from a text message saying, I'm obsessed with this lunch, I'm loving it, or I'm feeling so much energy from what I'm eating. Um, I'm, I'm not even worried about what I'm eating. That's one of the best ones. Like I'm, I'm not obsessing over it. I just eat what I've got and I feel good from it. And you know, I've got energy and you know, I'm not bloated anymore. I've actually dropped a few kilos. Um, all of those types of things are just so satisfying and if i can help one person then with my little my little natch nutrition then i'm you know i'm a happy girl yeah fantastic ash and i'm intrigued how how does it go when someone comes to you with their bro science mentality and a restrictive gym culture what sort of approach do you take to them and how do you get them to trust you that this is going to be a good process for them to get over it and transition into a plant-based diet if they're not already there yet yeah, yeah, look, it's hard sometimes and it's it's hard to um not let myself go into the, you know, the big advocating dialogue where I'm like, no, like I don't want to push it on people, right? I just want to give them the facts and if if they want to give it a go, they can. So yeah, I do get a lot of people that will come to me and, you know, do you put calories on all of your meals so that I can track what I'm eating or, you know, Oh, I've seen that curry on your Instagram. Is that is that fattening? Or um, you know, how many calories has this got in it? Oh, I really I'm not eating grains because it's too much, too many carbs. Um, you know, all of these things. I have to really diplomatically just go, hey, um, totally understand where you're coming from. I was there once before, um, but in order to really thrive on the meal plans or the meal preps that I'm giving you, um, you have to change your mindset. And I know that's a lot to just say to someone, but when I explain it, that you need to start thinking more, less of, less of a restrictive mindset, like taking away what you already eat, like, oh, I'm only gonna be able to have like pumpkin curry with brown rice. Instead of that, Think of all of the things that you could be adding. So it's like, oh, I'm adding this to my diet. And the more addition, the more you add, you're not going to have room for this restrictive, you know, behavior or this restrictive, these restrictive thoughts because you'll just be adding and you'll be feeling so good. Um, so that's one thing I really tell people when they want to transition is just to change their mindset to addition as opposed to restriction. Um, has that really helped me? Um, but yeah, I do get that a lot. <laughs> I get it a lot. And it's really difficult sometimes not to go, hey, like, just trust me. Like, I, I know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of scientific data, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I just hit them with the facts in a really nice way. And a lot of them, and I also say, why don't you just give it a go? Give it a go for one week. Give me, give me two weeks and let me know how you're feeling after every week. 
and you know what the scales are looking like and how you're feeling and all like let me know and if that's if it's not for you it's not for you yeah fantastic ash i love what you said there that just give it a go because we've got nothing to lose if we're going to go out and search for these magical magical pills or or magical quick fixes why don't we just give something a go that has been guaranteed to to have such dramatic effects both environmentally chemically in the body and physiologically yeah and it it is so interesting to me that you could literally put out like there are so many success stories on the internet or just so many people that i know that have just had so much success and have completely transformed their life and the way they and their relationship to food and all of these things they've completely transformed they look amazing they feel amazing they don't have chronic illness anymore all of these types of things they've reduced their risk of all of the major illnesses and chronic diseases um but that's still not enough for people it's just it's very interesting to me (laughs) i'm with you that's for sure but we were all there once weren't we totally totally that's why i think you're doing such a great job because you have the ability to relate back to your former self almost and be able to educate that person about the basics even though you get the questions day in day out being able to relate it back to hold on i was that person once and that person that was so so worried about calories or or things like that and being able to relate it in a way that's that's not pushing your opinions is a real skill and i think it's a testament to yourself so well done thank you so much i really appreciate it i um yeah definitely going back to my Actually, you can cut that bit out. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Really I'm going to cut this out, but me too. When I was meant to say psychologically, not physiologically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I've made so many errors. I'm like, oh, God, just go with it, girl. <laughs> nah, you're killing it. Don't worry. All right, I'm going to get back to it now in three, two, right, one. Cool. Ash, you've developed an amazing platform for the future. I'm keen to see where you see natural nutrition in five years' time. Yeah, so I've, I actually was thinking about this the other day as, you know, as one person, it's quite difficult to upscale the business um, from where it is right now, which is just, um, you know, regular clients and all of that sort of stuff. But I think instead of upscaling what I'm already doing with regards to doing the prep, I would love to put out an ebook. I would absolutely love to just continue I don't, I do not need money from this. I just want to help people. So putting out recipes, the amount of times people ask me for recipes, but I'm not going to give them a recipe that's got, you know, 12 ingredients in it. So I really would love to do an ebook, a natural nutrition ebook that um, is really similar to, do you remember the four ingredients recipe books that came out back when we were younger? Yeah, I do. Yep. Yeah. Something really simple and similar to that. Um, And then combine that, with um, have an aspect of the ebook where um, it will be where it shows you where it, it's hard to explain. Sorry, I've just fucking lost my train of thought. Nah, that's all right. I'll edit it out. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I've, I know exactly what I want to say, but I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Story of my life. Take your time. No stress. Oh, God. Um, yeah, and so also have part of the ebook where you you know you buy your groceries every week, and there's certain pantry staples that a plant based lifestyle or a plant based diet um, 
not requires, but makes it easier for you to sustain that. But having your groceries each week contribute to building a plant-based pantry, but on a budget, right? Because like everyone wants to save money and everyone thinks that eating healthy and eating plant-based is expensive, but it is 100% not. You know, there was a time where I was spending less than $50 a week on groceries for myself and eating in t- like in abundance. I couldn't agree more, Ash. And that's a common question that my clients ask me when I'm telling them about a plant-based diet. They're like, oh, but isn't it expensive? And I always ask them, how expensive is meat these days? For one serving of meat, it can cost 8 to $10. You can have three days worth of food for 8 to $10 if you shop smart and you know what you're looking for. And I think that since I've transitioned into a whole foods plant-based diet in particular and started being smart with the things that I buy, I've cut my grocery bill probably in half, even in three quarters. So, Yeah, I, um, that's one of the questions that I ask people when they express interest in natural nutrition. I, um, one of the questions is, you know, what are you spending on food per week? Like it's a pretty personal question, but I said that you totally don't have to answer this, but um, I'm really interested because I'm interested in what a plant-based diet can do for your pocket as well as your health, you know? So um, a lot of the time I'm astounded at the responses. I am kind of gobsmacked that they're spending that much money on food. You know, I had one client, um, just a single individual who was spending $300 a week on, on food. Wow. And I said to I said I was said you know give me one week and I'll literally bring the receipt for you I said instead of going to the markets and sourcing it there which is what I do for Natch I always try and source the most gorgeous produce um but I for her specifically I said you know I will go to Coles or Woolworths or somewhere where you would generally go and I'll bring the receipt and I'll show you what I spend for one week's worth of you know all of your food except for breakfast. Um, and I've spent $50, $55 or something ridiculous like that. And she just couldn't believe it. <laughs> Amazing. Literally. And I get, a real, I get a real kick out of that. Like I think <laughs> I get more satisfaction out of like, you know, bargain hunting. Like I should have <laughs> gone on each roadshow. So I really, really <laughs> <laughs> Could be an opportunity for the future. Watch out, Channel 7, uh, Supermarket <laughs> Shopping on a Budget by Ash Weber. Yeah. It'll be like instead of Antiques Roadshow, it'll be, you know, Antique Food Show, plant-based. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I love how you're, you're creating a, a, relation, a personal relationship with, with your clients and really focusing on education as being your main point of, of sale almost even though money's not your your main option um your it's obviously required to to be able to sustain a living so if your focus is more on helping the person holistically then i think that you're going to get far more results than someone who is money driven yeah it i totally agree and you know one of my big goals with natch was to and the whole meal prep side of things and having it so personalized was to make people be able to or enable people to do this on their own. Like, I don't, I don't think that I'm going to need to have to like cook your meals for the next six years for you. You know, like I want to 
periodically every week when I have my consultation with you about what you want to eat that week. Um, I want you to ask me questions. I want you to say, hey, I actually tried that curry that you put up on your Instagram. Um, it was super easy. Have you got any more? Like, what would I, and questions like, what do I do if this happens? And like, how do I utilize my kitchen better so that I can cook and clean as I go so that it's not such a, you know, a, a shit show? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's not, it's, so it's not such a, um, mess when you're trying to cook so um i ultimately want people to be able to do this for themselves and thrive um sustainably thrive sustainably um on their own amazing ash you are definitely kicking goals man and you'll have to get that going interstate sooner rather than later so i can have a shot at those curries they do look incredible when i see them on instagram stories (laughs) they are delicious i do really enjoy my uh little taste test every time i cook (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Ash, coming to the end of the podcast now, I really want to find out what's your main message and what gets you out of bed every day? Um, what gets me out of bed every day? Um, my alarm clock. No, nah, kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, what gets me out of bed every day is knowing that I have the capacity to help people, honestly. Um, I have the knowledge. I've got the, the ability and, I, and my drive to actually do that. Um, so that's definitely what gets me out of bed. Um, my main message is um, slow and steady wins the race. Definitely, you know, start small, start really achieve, start at something that's really achievable for you, and just work on that. You know, build on that. So, with you know, if you want to adopt a plant based diet, not everyone is type A personality and can go cold turkey like you know not everyone can do that so even if it's as simple as um you know buying a plant-based milk alternative um that's a big one that's huge or another one that a lot of people i know are doing because of the recipes that i put up is just a meat-free monday or a plant-based um couple of days or a couple of meals per week that makes a huge impact um and that really you know, the interest that I'm seeing in what I'm doing and the plant-based lifestyle and what I'm advocating for, that is my driver. Um, because I know people want to know more and I know people are seeing the the benefits and the, the, the impact that it can have on someone's life, um, all the benefits. So, um, yeah, that's my driver to keep going. I want people to be able to assimilate that into their own lives and, and honestly thrive because that's how I feel. It's, it's a, it's a, you're thriving. An amazing message you're spreading, Ash, and I definitely have a similar message to you. I I love the fact that you're telling people that slow and steady wins the race, and I think it's it's one of those cliche comments that we hear all the time, but it is so true. Whenever my clients come to me with with weight loss or weight gain goals by a certain date, and if I think it's unrealistic or going to be restrictive to develop habits that I've fallen into back in the past, then I'll encourage them to look at the bigger picture and sort of broaden their focus. And a great one that I do, especially for for weight loss clients, is encourage them to to try and be more healthy instead of trying to lose that that extra few kilos. So if you start focusing on your health and and treating your body and nourishing your body from the inside out, the the weight loss is a byproduct of that. So and alongside that you all also get the education and develop good habits that last a lifetime rather than doing six, eight, twelve mm-hmm. week challenges and falling back into the same vicious cycle that you do. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. It's, it's the habits. It's those accumulative habits that you sustain and you can maintain that are going to make the difference. Definitely Ash. Well, thank you so much for your time today. You've been amazing and it's, it's been a pleasure listening to your journey and, and how I can relate to, to my journey. And I'm sure a lot of people will be sitting there nodding their heads and taking notes about the points that you've made. So thank you so much for your time. Ash. Just before we wrap it up, where can someone find you? What's your, what's your plug? Yeah, so um, my personal Instagram actually has a lot of the content from Natch as well. Um, so, you know, first of all, Natch, you can go to my Instagram at Natch Nutrition. So it's N-A-T-C-H Nutrition. Um, and that's the, the business page. And then if you go to my personal page, that's where a lot of the recipes and, you know, the plant-based advocacy and all of those types of things. So that's um, at underscore a webs so w e b s and you know i am so more than happy to talk to anyone who wants any advice or you know feels that they can relate to anything that i've spoken about you know i i love chatting to people about this so just hit me up give, send me a dm um more than happy i also just published literally this morning um my website for natch nutrition so i'm super stoked about it it's still a little bit of a work in progress but especially for people in brisbane um it's where you can go to schedule your consultations and you know read a bit more about what what it's all about um so that's www.natchnutrition.com awesome ash and i know um, I'll have all those in the show notes for anyone that wants a quick, easy access to those links. How fulfilling oh. is it once you finally get your website up and running? I know it took me about eight months doing it by myself, but the relief oh. once it's live is amazing. Oh, mate, I have just been fiddling and I'm a perfectionist. So, you know, like change the font 20 times, um, you know, change one word 50 times. Like I am, oh, the pictures, the pictures. Yeah. yeah. But we're <laughs> We got there in the end. <laughs> the struggle. Technology is our best friend and our worst enemy at the same time. Yes, totally. <laughs> awesome, Ash. Thank you so much for your time today, mate. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. See ya. And that's this week's dose of Euphoria. Connect with myself and the Euphoria Health community on Instagram or Facebook at Euphoria Health. Through these channels, you'll find cool workouts, plant-based recipes, and daily challenges. Until next time, guys, I'm your host, Matt Zapala, and remember, don't settle for anything less than euphoria.